my, oh my, it looks really nice outside, and yet it's rather chilly. That's right, uh, not hot tamale. Speaking of chilies, what's my favorite? Let me think about that for a moment. In any case, it's 21 degrees here on Columbus Road. They say it's only going to gain 3 degrees to be the high. 24 hour high. But looking ahead, Saturday 43, Sunday 52, and so on. In fact, looking even farther ahead, next Tuesday 62 and mostly sunny. Amazing. Liz is here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. And um, yeah, well, it's Friday. We're wrapping up the week. And um, let's, let's get going here on this day in history. February 3rd, we're talking about. Of course, uh, this year is 2023. We had the groundhog yesterday seeing his shadow, which means a lengthier winter feeling. Um, if the what do you call it superstition no superstition yeah is it okay if that holds up um i wonder how that ever got started it was a a a german thing uh they used to do it with badgers i guess well i guess the badger would come out to mate, and i don't know depending on the weather or something they would (laughs) mate or not yeah and, and, you know, yesterday evening, when they were sort of reviewing the fact of what he had seen, um, oh, the day before, I guess, right? Yes, it was yesterday. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, here it turns out there are dozens of communities that do this. Oh, yeah. Punxsutawney Phil's not the only one. But um, they don't all agree. No. Don't. You got to tally up the groundhog votes. All right. Well, let's do some historical events. Um, All right. On this day in history. So, February 3rd, but the year 1451, the Sultan Mehmed, M E H M E D, the second, the conqueror inherits the throne of the Ottoman Empire. Mem, how would you say that? Sultan mm. Mehmed? What's Memd. 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 Like, well, okay. I'll take the, um, what was that? Your phone that yeah, pronounced that? Yeah, it'll pronounce things for me. No kidding. Yeah. Probably mine does too. I just don't know how. I bet it does. Okay. Well, anyway, what do we know about this guy? Um, it looks like he was an Ottoman sultan mm-hmm. who ruled from 1444. Oh, they have a, a, a month in here even. He ruled from August 1444 to September 1446. So not Just not a real long time. Not an incredibly long time. But then later from February 1451 to May 1481, which is a significantly longer period of time. 30 years. Yeah. He was uh, the Ottoman. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Well, let's move ahead. In 1509 on this date, the Battle of Diu, D-I-U. It was a naval battle at the port of Diu. Um, Diu is in India, in case you didn't know, and I didn't. Between Portugal and the Ottoman Empire, and out of it establishes Portuguese trading control. That was in 1509. Right. That's crazy. 1870, we jump up 300 and some years. The U.S. state of Iowa ratifies the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution, allowing suffrage for all races and color. A very important day. You know, just give me a definition for suffrage. Well, let me look up a definition for suffrage so I don't sound... So we don't make an error (laughs) by mistake. The right to vote, especially in a political election, and there's another (laughs) definition here, a vote given in favor of a proposed measure, candidate, or the like. Okay. Woo, this next one, 1928. (coughs) Excuse me. Paleoanthropologist. I did it. Yeah. Davidson Black reports his findings on the ancient human fossils found in hmm, Zhoukudian, Z-H-O-U-K-O-U-D-I-A-N, which is in China, in the journal Nature, and declares them to be a new species. He names them, here we go again, Sinanthropus pecanesis, now known as Homo erectus. It looks like they've got a really cool, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah? They've got a a museum on that site, uh, you know, dedicated to this finding and then you know other species around it and it's uh, it looks really and so really as neat. you look at it what's knocking you out there uh these incredible sculptures let's see if i can pull up a picture well that doesn't help our audience it only helps me pretty neat though let me get it a little closer here there's these really cool sculptures it looks like they have bones all set up too you know hmm. skeletons okay well that in 1928 And the only other thing we have to mention here um, on our short list today is that in 1966, the first soft landing on the moon, Soviet Luna 9, occurred. Okay, famous birthdays, and of course I always need your help here. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Blackwell. Now she was uh, uh, born on this date in 1821. She died in 1910. Elizabeth Blackwell. Elizabeth Blackwell was a British physician, notable as the first woman to receive a medical degree in the United States. Wow. Okay, Ferdinand Magellan is next. Born on this date in 1480. He died in 1521, so 41 years he lived. Ferdinand Magellan, an explorer, right? Um, let's see. 
Yes, a Portuguese explorer. He was killed by a poison arrow. Hmm. Doesn't sound real fun. No, it does not. Okay, Felix Mendelssohn and uh, music, as I recall. Uh, born on this date in 1809, he died in 1847. A German composer. Uh, piano, organ. Uh, did he do symphonies? Yes, it looks yes. like he has a, a, a romantic period of symphonies. Pretty Boy Floyd. Born in 1904, the same year as my father. Died in 1934. Ooh. Pretty Boy Floyd. He was, he was a bad guy, wasn't he? He was a bank robber. I yeah. was actually just uh, looking into bank robbery the other day. There was a day... <laughs> no, why? I just It's interesting stuff, man. People just don't rob banks anymore. Um, it's a lot harder to get away with now, but in the 30s... I believe that there was a day where 20, a bank got robbed like 28 times. There was like, you know, thousands of bank robberies every single day. They just right. wouldn't stop. Right. Um, and now you just don't see it anymore. But I find the whole thing very fascinating. Well, you know, um, folks, I think most of you are aware that WETH um, occupied 300 Columbus Road for 50 plus years. No, 70. Anyway, uh, recently we moved across the street, and we're in the what was a former bank, Atomic Credit Union. Um, the security systems are amazing that we're in this building, and some of them we still use, but others, you know, we don't have a need for that uh, to that level. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure yeah. electronics and all these cameras and you know what I mean. Yeah. All the all the today's technology. It is much much harder now to pull off a, a heist. A like bank that. robbery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so pretty boy Floyd though, he was uh, a bank robber, eh? Yeah, he is. Was I he guess good in it? Well, good enough to have his uh uh. $5,000 reward, which in the time was probably a lot of money, right? I would think so. All right. Well, we'll just, uh, I certainly have heard the name. All right. Now, two famous deaths to share with you. One is that of Buddy Holly. Aww. And he was born in 1936, but died on this date in 1959. Buddy Holly. Wasn't the song um, American Pie about his death? I can't answer that. I don't know either. My tr my knowledge of music trivia is somewhat limited. Ah. I uh, certainly have played a ton of music at the various stations I've worked for, but all of that sort of thing um, has disappeared over the years. Yeah. So, Buddy Holly, what you got? Let's see. Well, he had some pretty rad glasses. Charles <laughs> Harden. Holly, Buddy Holly, also known, uh, was an American singer-songwriter who was a central and pioneering figure in the 1950s. Uh, you know, he played rock and roll, which was uh, great in the 50s. Mm. I would say one of the best times for rock and roll. Hmm. Okay, well, Buddy Holly died on this date in 1959. 
Another death that occurred on this date, in fact, the year was 1924, was Woodrow Wilson, who was uh, born in 1856. Um, and that name should be much more familiar to most people. Well, Buddy Holly would be, too. So, um, Woodrow Wilson. Um, you. Hello? Ah, oh, sorry. I was, I was looking up his... He had something to do with... Um, he did something for bank security, which was... Uh, no, we no, were just no, uh, talking uh, about wait that. A minute, wait a minute. Well, I know he was our 28th president. Okay. But, um, <laughs> there we go. He did the Federal Reserve Act, and okay. I guess that has something to do with uh, uh, banking security, which I, I thought was interesting since we were just talking yes, about it. Yes, I see. But Thomas Woodrow Wilson was an American politician, as we all know, our 28th president. He served from 1913 to 1921. He was also governor of New Jersey. Well, um, if you've been watching the news at all, and while they've been talking about our own weather, they're particularly focused on New England, right? Uh, that part of our nation. Millions of residents in the U.S. Northeast are preparing for dangerously low temperatures today. As a blast of Arctic air moves into the region from the upper Midwest. Wind chills are projected to drop as low as 30 degrees below zero. 30 below zero in many locations. With some areas of northern Maine potentially reaching negative 60 degrees. Now, um, over the years I've often mentioned I'm a bit of a maniac. Yeah. Uh, I spent a good bit of time in Maine. I loved the state. Mercy, 60, negative 60 degrees in Maine. They go on single-digit air temperatures are expected as far south as Pennsylvania. What's the culprit? Well, is a shift in the polar vortex, a mass of low pressure, cold air that rotates above the Earth's polar regions. A weakened polar jet stream can draw Arctic air temporarily southward. Mild weather is expected to return by Monday. So this is um, the worst of it supposed to be just during the weekend. Um, by the way, in the south, the death toll from an ice storm that rolled across the region rose to 10 now, while 400,000 customers in Texas remained without power yesterday. Wow. Well, Russian President Vladimir Putin attempted to rally support for the country's war in the Ukraine yesterday while commemorating the anniversary of a pivotal World War II battle. The speech that he gave marked the 80th anniversary of the end of the Battle of Stalingrad, which was indeed a decisive defeat for Nazi Germany and the deadliest battle of the war. Putin drew parallels between the 1942 invasion and the recent transfer of 
um, leopard tanks from Germany to the Ukraine to aid in its fight against Russia. Putin has consistently framed the current war in the Ukraine as a battle against neo-Nazi elements in the Ukraine. More than 24 million Soviets died during the course of World War II. On the ground, Ukrainian officials have warned Russia they may attempt to launch a renewed offensive on or about February 24th which is, by the way, the one-year anniversary of the war. Wow, has it really been that long? Yeah, yeah. One year uh, on February 24th. Wow. It's crazy how time time flies. I hate the word it that way, but... Yeah. But, man. I get it. Well, what about the United States? Um... The U.S. announced an expansion of four additional military bases in the Philippines yesterday, strengthening U.S. alliances in the region as tensions with China over Taiwan and the South China Sea continue. The agreement allocates 82 million bucks to upgrade the five existing military sites under the 2014 Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, which supports combined military training and exercises. Beijing has increasingly claimed strategic areas of the South China Sea, including areas Manila claims as its own. Well, the announcement fills the U.S. alliance along the South Pacific Geographic Arc stretching from South Korea and Japan down to Australia. The exact locations of the new bases have not been disclosed, but it is believed the U.S. is seeking three locations in the north near Taiwan and one in the south near the South China Sea. In addition, the non-permanent sites will ensure the availability of U.S. troops to assist the Philippines in humanitarian and natural disasters. Okay. Let's see here. This one, I, I once in a while, they stick a story in that makes me think it's almost a commercial. <laughs> yeah. But let's see what this is, and then we'll form an opinion. This is, uh, the headline is, Kickstart Your Metabolism Every Day. I think kickstart's one of those buzzwords that just screams advertisement. Pendulum. P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M. Did you know a healthy metabolism begins in the gut? That's why... Pendulum created a multi-strain probiotic designed to optimize your metabolism. You see, it helps with blood sugar levels, healthy weight, boosts sugar and carb metabolism, and reduces sugar cravings and energy slumps. And if I think I've had enough. Yogurt's a good way to, uh, to 
kickstart that. Yeah. Lots of probiotics. I know. You know, periodically when I can't remember a name or something, my friends all say, Dave, Prevagen, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. Okay, let's uh, let's see what else do we have going on. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl game set for Sunday. That's right. The traditional full contact game will be replaced with flag football in skill competitions. What's that about? What? Huh. Anyway, um, I don't understand. <laughs> this is the NFL. Yeah, these are games, not. Um, see, now there's there's two weeks, right, before to, the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. So we have another week to wait. Mm-hmm. This is something. I don't I don't know. What it is. <laughs> but anyway, it sounds like it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, flag football and skill competition. So, flag okay. football. NFL flag football, baby. Um, you may have heard about um, Mason Greenwood with Manchester United. I'm not quite sure if I know. Soccer player. Ah. Um, attempted rape and assault charges against him have been dropped. Uh, for and he will rejoin the club until um, internal investigation is completed. No, he won't. I was going to say, you think they'd give him a bit of a break there after something like that. Well, anyway, they won't uh, allow him to rejoin the club until the, an internal investigation is completed. NBA All-Star Game scheduled for February 19th. The rosters have been revealed. Captains LeBron James and Giannis Anakinomopo. I can never say that name. <laughs> we'll draft players for each team just before the game. So plenty to look forward to. Um, let's see, here's some tech stuff. I don't think there's anything there we need to mention today. Um, in fact, that's just, uh, we'll put uh, today's report away and move to the next one. All right. By the way, if you're wondering what report we were using, um, now I've lost my place. So this is what we call 1440. By the way, it's 9.28, almost 9.29. So now we turn our attention to the New York Times morning report. New York Times puts out three or four different reports every morning. And uh, people such as myself have a choice of which one they um, like to work with best. And in my case, it's what they call the morning. So uh, the lead headline says, Inflation and avian flu have driven up the price of eggs. Is okay. that why eggs are so expensive well, right now? Well, we're, we're going to find out. <laughs> um, first off, I've learned more about eggs from my friends that 
either are or have been in the farming business, my, some of my close personal friends, um, in the last month or two, um, I really didn't know much about it. Chickens, roosters, like how many eggs do they lay? And basically the answer I got is one a day. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I didn't know it, but uh, evidently you did. Um, so um, here's a story. It's entitled Shelling Out. Prices have risen for just about everything over the past couple of years, but anyone shopping for groceries recently has probably noticed the cost of one item in particular. Eggs. Eggs. Buying eggs has become very expensive. Now, I I like to eat them in breakfasts and things, but I I don't think I ever recall going to the market and buying you know, one of those boxes long with holds a dozen eggs. Where do you get your eggs? Your neighbors? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> you know, my wife or whatever. Oh, I see. They've picked those up. Never, Man's never bought his own eggs. So I, I don't have any idea what they used to sell for. Do you remember well, at like, all? like, you know, a, a good one, you know, I guess your mid-range price would be like maybe two forty-eight or something. I've seen eggs up to $8 right now. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Why would they be $8? It says the average price of a dozen of eggs in the U.S. right now. Wait a minute. In December, mm-hmm. the average price of a dozen eggs in the U.S. was four and a quarter, $4.25, more than twice what they cost a year earlier. Yeah, so if you go to, like, um, you know, like Kroger or something, and you want to get, like, the really nice... You know, organic, free range. Uh, they're, I mean, they really, really jacked up those prices. Wow. Okay. And of course, we're not picking on Kroger. No, 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 no. Uh, That's where I do my shopping. We're talking about um, really any store. Yeah. Anyway, let's see here. Oh, now I got a chart with the prices. Going What's your highest price on there? So the lowest price back in 2000, at the beginning of the year, looks like it might have been $1.70. Wow. And right now, they're showing four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Well, anyway, uh, a combination of factors is at work here. Some, like inflation have a broader, more long-term impact on goods in general. Others, like the outbreaks of a highly contagious avian flu, are specific to eggs and poultry. So, um, let's, let's go on. Let's talk about inflation first. Americans eat a lot of eggs. They consumed an average of 278 per person last year. Wow. I would not have guessed that high. No. But the average, you know, when you average everybody, 278 (coughs) per person. Now, that doesn't mean they're always breakfast eggs. They can be in recipes and all sorts of things. There's eggs and everything. Okay. 
And they go on to say that um, that, that 278 per person is according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That also amounts to an egg at breakfast most days. Keeping the supply of these eggs flowing depends on the hens that they they that they then. Like so much else, feeding hens their typical diet of grains like corn, oats, and barley now costs more for egg farmers. So now we have a chart that's supposed to show that stuff. Yep, here we go. So, um, oats in 2000 cost $2 a bushel. Now they cost four and a, uh, well, almost $5 a bushel. Whoa. Corn um, in 2000 was, um, I'm going to say, $3 a bushel. Now it is um, maybe six seventy-five a bushel. Wow. And barley was... Um, Maybe three and a half dollars a bushel in 2000, but now it looks like 750 a bushel. All right. Russia and Ukraine are key suppliers of the world's wheat and grains, and the war in the Ukraine greatly reduced their exports last year, restricting the global supply and less driving up prices. Mm. In addition to paying more for feed, uh, more to feed their chickens, egg farmers have been confronting increased energy costs to run their farms and paying more for gas to transport their yields. Still, inflation alone doesn't explain the sharp increase in the price of eggs that occurred toward the end of last year. So now they want to talk about the avian flu. Another factor in egg prices is the supply of hens themselves. The population of egg-laying hens in the United States fell drastically when a highly contagious avian influenza bro broke out early last year and again in the fall. About 44 million egg-laying hens died as a result or slightly more than one in 10 hens from the pre-outbreak population. So a, a, tenth of the, a tenth of those that existed died. The virus, which is often fatal, killed many birds. Farmers slaughtered others that were exposed to stop the flu from spreading. It can take months after an outbreak for farmers' egg output to return to previous levels. In addition to clearing infected flocks, they have to clean the facilities, bring in new hens and wait for them to grow and start laying eggs. The highest demand for eggs usually comes at Easter for egg hunts and decorating and around the end of the year holidays, right? When many people are baking. Solutions, uh, no, 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 see. Um, 
So the timing of these outbreaks, shown in the chart below, were particularly noticeable to consumers. Now let's see if I can figure this chart out. <coughs> Okay, so I, it, it would appear to me that the worst month we had last year for the avian flu, killing hens, was March. April was bad, too, but not quite as bad. Then we had another breakout in um, September, and... Um, but again, not as bad in December as well. So, anyway. It says, eight years ago, about 43 million egg-laying birds died as a result of avian flu. Egg prices rose sharply then, too, and peaked about three months later after the outbreak ended. <clears throat> Last year, the industry had less time between outbreaks to restock their hens. As of December, last uh, a month and a half ago, the egg-laying population in the U.S. had yet to return. <coughs> excuse me, had yet to return to pre-outbreak levels. Well, I think we've probably hit this item hard enough, but what a mess! And um, avian flu. Uh, you know, I wonder, can you treat avian flu? Can, can hens receive some medication? And if so, is, that, is it safe to still eat their eggs, or do you have to wait until, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors in that. Is it safe to, you know, eat a, a poultry product after a vaccination of sorts? And also, you know, they're so like closed in together like let's be honest these giant outbreaks that happen happen in these tiny closed facilities where there's thousands of chickens on top of each other it probably cut costs more to just get rid of them and get new ones the couple of people that i um socialize with regularly who have hens you know they're not these big complexes where there's just you see rows and rows and rows of hens sitting in a little... Um, Those little crates and yeah. stuff. This, uh, these, these are people who, well, I'm not sure, but I would guess own you know, two dozen. Sure, yeah. Something I've like got that. a few neighbors with chickens. I can't stress enough how uh, important it is to buy local eggs. Yeah. Well, moving on. Um, let's see, let's do some political stuff here. Um, House Republicans voted to oust uh, Ilan Omar. That's a woman. She's a Minnesota Democrat. Uh, they wanted to oust her from the Foreign Affairs Committee over past comments about Israel that were widely condemned as anti-Semitic. That's being watched. Alan, Weis Alan Weissen Weisselberg, a jailed former Trump Organization executive, may face more charges as prosecutors pressure him to cooperate in an inquiry into Donald Trump. 
That's two items. Here's a third. Is Trump the 2024 Republican frontrunner, or is he already trailing? Um, they're trying to figure it out because there's a lot of inconsistency in the poll um, results. A fourth item. The Pentagon says it has detected what appears to be a Chinese spy balloon hovering over Montana. Have you seen the pictures of this? No, I, I'm looking them up right now. Actually. It's like a, a huge white balloon. And we don't really know for sure? Well, um... Oh, it looks like the moon. Well, yeah, but with a little... With a little satellite stuff coming out of it. it. Yeah. President Biden has chosen not to shoot it down. I was going to say, uh, why don't we just shoot it? <laughs> well, I mean, for now. Um, Wait, this is crazy. Yes. Wow, I didn't even know. Um, more items. Nearly a year into the invasion of Ukraine, almost 200,000 Russian troops have been killed or wounded. That is projected by the U.S. and other Western officials. Another point. On the 80th anniversary of the Soviet triumph in World War II, President Putin, Vladimir Putin, vowed that Russia would be victorious in the Ukraine. Yet another, after visiting the Democratic Republic of Congo, Pope Francis is set to arrive today in the world's newest country, South Sudan. I'm liking the Pope more and more every time I hear news about him. And let's see here. An old aircraft carrier, once the pride of Brazil's Navy, is now floating pariah is now a floating pariah. Okay, I want pariah's definition. P-A-R-I-A-H. An outcast. Okay. Or a member of the low... Uh, a member of a low caste in southern India. Okay. Well, this ship, for an, an, formerly an air, aircraft carrier... Uh, I'm just going to repeat the whole phrase. An old aircraft carrier, once the pride of Brazil's Navy, is now a floating pariah. And uh, no country will let it dock to be dismantled because it is filled with asbestos. Hmm. Hmm. Dave, do you want me to go ahead and turn that ringer off? Um. So if it... I... No. All right. Um, by the way, that since we've taken a break here just for a minute, let me let me mention something. Um, for years, we've been very proud to be a, an affiliate of CBS Radio. We had hourly news reports at the top of each hour. They had extended uh, ten-minute casts in the morning and the evening. Um, there's uh, all sorts of things they provided for us. In the last few days, you haven't been able to hear them, nor have we. Um, like many networks, 
the contract with a distribution company that provides all of the satellite distribution. Um, this company, um, I'm not trying to be mean to them, but their name is Skyview. Do, they do a good job, but they got hacked. And it has, um, so there's all sorts of security people, and uh, they're trying to get this all put back together as soon as they can. And, and I mentioned CBS, but it has affected ABC and others as well. And this is everywhere. It's, it's uh, well, it's at least nationwide. Right. I'm not sure about international service, but um, it is certainly nationwide. And so at the top of the, you know, when we have NBC News at the top of every hour, um, you haven't been hearing that for, th what, three days now, I think. Maybe it's four. But um, I get about three emails daily uh, from CBS updating us on how the repairs are occurring. And um, they also give us, uh, in some cases, alternative means like through telephone lines and things like that of picking up, oh, some of their more featured programs, like the hour-long shows. Um, we don't like it. They sure as hell don't like it. I'm sure that it's... Um, running around in circles and screaming over there. This and they, um, we will have it uh, repaired as soon as we are told it's ready to go. All right. All right. All right. Well, we've already talked about the weather that the Northeast might get. It, it's shown here in the New York Times as well. Um... What else? I'm sorry, I'm just uh, turning pages here. All right, I guess that report is... We're done with. What are your uh, plans for the weekend? Um, I have a big movie weekend that I'm looking forward to. So uh, what films are you hoping to take so in? So the Athena Cinema Uptown um, has three movies I want to see. They've got uh, Skinamarink, which is a lineal, uh, lineal space horror film. It's an experimental film. And then I'm also going to go see Infinity Pool, uh, which is another horror film. And then I'm going to go see Brandon Fraser's The Whale, which is supposed to be really, really good. Oh, and I'm going to the um, the Spaghetti Dinner on Sunday, I believe. Uh, it's for the Humane Society to raise funds for spay and neutering, low-cost mm -hmm. spay and neutering. Neat. Yeah. What about you? What are you doing? Uh, I have uh, dinner with friends tonight, uh, and that's about as far as I've got. <laughs> right on, right on. I had some dental work done yesterday. Did you? Was yeah. it smooth, painless? 
I can't say it was painless, but it was not bad. <laughs> All right. I had a tooth that had broken. Oh, yeah. And they removed the rest of it yesterday. Wow. And um, now they'll put in a... Um, like a little veneer or something? An, an artificial tooth. Is that like screw in? I don't know. Oh. They might weld it in. Are you a good patient <laughs> at the dentist? Yeah. Yeah, I've, you know, for years and years, um, I, and I've told this story before, but I'm not sure how true it is. Um, when I first came to town, Jim Riestenberg, Dr. Riestenberg, was uh, first opening up his practice, and I think I was patient number seven oh. in, in the files. He, of course, is retired now, and um, oh, Tim Lavelle was in it. I always went to Tim, yeah. The the new dentist over there uh, is really good, too. Yeah, Josh Motz and is who's taking care of me, but there's um, three there that are excellent, including one, of course, is Jim Riestenberg's daughter. Oh. So um, anyway, that's that's just where I've been all these years, and they, they've done a great job. Um, but I have to wait um, two months before they can finish it. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. let things heal. Of course, yeah. Well, and here you are today. Remarkable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do something silly. Oh, you know I'm into that. I'll bet. Okay. So. <clears throat> um, you've heard about the guy who went to his doctor and said, Doctor, doctor, I've just swallowed a pen. Well, sit down and write your name. <laughs> okay, what do you call a cow on a trampoline? Uh, milkshake. Yes. Ah, uh, knew it. Well done. <laughs> okay, dear algebra, please stop asking everyone to find your ex. She's not coming back. And don't ask why. <laughs> a thief broke into my house last night looking for money. So I got up and searched with him. That's pretty good. Okay, a patient. Doctor, I get heartburn every time I eat birthday cake. Doctor. Next time, take off the candles. <laughs> no, no, if these are no good, you tell me. I mean, they aren't good, but you know. They I, aren't good? I, I, <laughs> but that's what makes them funny. Okay. Uh, here's another one. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm just saying that you have bad luck when it comes to thinking. <laughs> Never give up on your dreams. Keep sleeping. Aw, I like that one. I want yeah. a shirt that says that. You want a shirt that says that? I like that a lot. Okay. I'll see what it can do. <laughs> Knowledge is like underwear. It is useful to have it, but not necessary to show it off. All right. I think they said Bill Murray came up with that saying. Oh, did he really? The... Um, 
Saturday Night Live guy, right? Is or, Bill was Bill Murray Saturday? Night I don't Live? know. Anyway, neighbor, you washing your car? Me? No. I'm watering it to see if it grows into a bus. <laughs> what does he want a bus for? Evidently, wants to help the neighbors. Oh. Okay. That moment when you notice that one fork isn't really very clean. When you're laying the table and you have to decide which family member you like the least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear Math, please grow up and solve your own problems. I'm tired of solving them for you. Okay, here's another. I'm afraid for the calendar. Its days are numbered. Oh, okay. 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 That one took a I, I could see your eyes. <laughs> I could Think see your turning. eyes rolling around trying to figure <laughs> out what are they getting at. Okay, another. My friend told me that onions are the only food that makes you cry. So I threw an apple at his face. <laughs> okay. Netflix gives you 15 seconds between episodes to decide if you're doing anything with your life today. <laughs> that are you still watching thing pops up. <laughs> okay. Here's another. The brain is amazing. Works 24 hours a day and only stops when we are taking a test. <laughs> yeah. Here's another. I don't even believe myself when I say I'll be ready in five minutes. <laughs> I'm late to everything. Well, you, you made it here on time. I did. But just by the skin of your teeth, so to speak. Okay, another one. Everything happens for a reason. But sometimes the reason is that you're stupid and you make bad decisions. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> okay. Another one sort of on the same line. I think it's so unfair that I have to manage my anger just because people can't manage their stupidity. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> mad. Uh, people say I act like I don't care. It's not an act. <laughs> okay. You know you're ugly when it comes to a group picture and they hand you the, the camera. camera. <laughs> That moment when you're taking a test and you want everyone to know you're ahead, so you flip the page as loud as possible. <laughs> I've done that. I don't think I, I can say I've never done that. Remember, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. That is true. Dale Carnegie, one of my dad's friends, said that. Oh. Okay, am I perfect? No. But am I striving to be a better person every day? Also, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get me coughing here. 
957 and a half right now. Mmm. The coffee's still good. Okay, here we go with another. I renamed my iPod the Titanic. So when I plug it in, it says the Titanic is sinking. <laughs> Out of date. I haven't seen an iPod. Oh, oh I get it. I didn't get it in it's the instant. S Y N. Yes. Yeah. Where do midgets drink? Oh, t- where? At a mini bar. <laughs> I don't know if that one's PC. Politically correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Why can't you hear a psychiatrist using the bathroom? Oh, dear. I feel like this one's so obvious. I don't know why. Folks, forgive me. Because the P is silent. <laughs> I can't believe I read that one. I like it. Obviously, I didn't uh, check it out in advance. <laughs> Uh, forgive me. I wake up with a good attitude every day. Then idiots happen. <laughs> Here's another. When I catch people looking at me, I assume they are taking notes on how to be awesome. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah? Why? I don't like it. I don't know. If somebody told me that, I'd probably punch them in the stomach. Oh, don't. <laughs> They're paying you a compliment. Mm-hmm. Why are frogs so happy? Ooh, this one seems so obvious, too. I don't know. They eat whatever bugs them. Ah, that's pretty good. Well, folks, we want you to have a wonderful weekend. And um, don't forget we got a ball game this weekend. Miami. That's right. That's right. OU Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. My old girlfriend, Miami. All right. Well, uh, have a great weekend, Liz. Thank you. If you want to hear more of me, you can tune in the Power 105 until 3 p.m. You're going on now. Going on now. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. FM.